Yes. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. Instead of a bum. Hey, and you could have been anywhere else. Uh, you all chose to be here. Am I muted this time, Billy? I think. No, I can hear you. No, we can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is uh, the Full Tilt Dynasty podcast bonus episode, right? We're getting an extra episode of the Full Tilt crew, uh, and that is because we have a guest with us today. This is the new annual uh, uh, show. I mean, it's the first repeat, right? This is Mob Ties Part 2. Best thing about mob movies is that you can never get enough of them, and you can never get enough of mob-themed fantasy football content. Trust me. And uh, look... I am your host with the most time on hands. I'm Thomas Tipple. You can find me at Thomas Tipple FF. And uh, I drafted Ezekiel Elliott at 9.6 today. Wow, buddy. Congrats, man. Congrats. Right. With us today Look, is our guest. I, I believe, I believe strongly oh, that Jacob after the guest. top 100, after the top 100 picks, you're allowed to draft Ezekiel Elliott judgment. Hey, oh, I thought I was getting <laughs> fired. I thought I was going to get whacked. I thought I, I thought I broke the code, but here we are. Uh, look, joining us today is, of course, is our, our guest. Let him know. Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> how you doing? Uh, that's me. I'm Anthony Carrenti. You can follow me on uh, the Bird app at Dynasty Drive. And uh, I faded Austin Eckler all year last year. Oof, oh, man. That's rough. There's, there is no two minutes worse of podcasting aging when Anthony and I talked about fading Austin Eckler together <laughs> on this podcast last year. There's we like were, our someone, heart was in someone, the right place. If someone wanted to dig up that audio, boy, do we look like a bunch of jamokes. <laughs> <laughs> Billy. And of course, joining me as always is, is my two mates. Uh, we're going to start down here uh, to, uh, I don't know, let's go behind Jack and, 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 and gang. Yeah, man. What's up? That's you, Jacob. Uh, I know. That's why I'm saying what's up. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, this was a super fun episode we did last year when we were in the dog days of the offseason, trying to come up with some way to have content. And so I came up with this mildly racist theme since we had <laughs> Anthony and Tom on the same show where I got to use my... Uh, uh, my, my love of mob movies combined with my love of fantasy football. We got a bunch of different categories and stuff. I'm pumped for this one for Mob Ties Part 2. You can always find me on Twitter, FF underscore RTDB. You can find I'll be writing again for Player Profiler uh, starting up this week now that I got a little bit of time off of work. And, of course, you can find me, too, in the Bulletproof Discord on uh, the Analyst Channel. Tom recently joined our ranks. He gets to see what, what us nerds get up to on a daily basis. So, Getting smarter. Billy. Hello, my name is Billy. I am shifted 90 degrees. You can find me on Twitter at BigBillyFF. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, look, man. Hey, Ryan came in here early. Ryan Prost, uh, 26. I feel like We're I'm starting... like perpetually I know. I'm to... sorry. I'm sorry, Billy. Uh, this is how it has to be. Uh, can we start an Austin Eckler fade support group? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you yeah, guys all that. can. I mean, yes. I gotta say, I, I was trading for Austin Eckler last year, so it could not be me look like i said this is a a a really great show for all of us right we we are fans of mob movies mob ties so hence where we at before we get into that i did just want to mention that antony isn't our only guest coming up here in short order we also have troy king he's coming up on the 22nd and we have one more guest that i'm going to announce right away before we Ooh. jump into, um, I mean, the meat of the episode, sit tight, coming in hot. I'm Thomas Tipple of the Full Tilt Dynasty Podcast. And I'm Steven Johnson with ShyCitySports.com, and I'll be on the Full Tilt Dynasty Podcast March 3rd. Steven's going to make sure to take the time to let everyone know that he feels that Mitch Trubisky will go down as the greatest Chicago Bears quarterback of all time. You know, if he wasn't sabotaged by the coaching staff, that could have happened. Say less. That's right. Kicking off our, our you know, all of our fanfare in March. Steven Johnson from Tri-City Sports will also 
be joining us. You're not going to want to miss this. Anthony, I don't know if you know this. Like, this show has come a long way from the first time you were here. <laughs> We've kind of figured some things out. You know, we all don't jump around when comments pop up. You know, all the really <laughs> good <me>. stuff. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but hey. That's, you know, we're improving and and we're glad that you can join us again. But one thing that hasn't changed is we like to kick off our shows with a little something called Do We Care? And this is the news that has been talked about over and over and over again. And it's not it's not the stuff about, you know, charities. It's not the stuff about, you know, the the hot topic on keep trade cut of the week. This is the general football news that we really got to ask ourselves do we actually care? Uh, so I want to start off with you, Jacob, as it as it concerns your uh, Indianapolis Colts oh, and yeah. your tumultuous relationship with the news that the Pittsburgh. Well, forget if, if could... we get the pies on Jimmy Garoppolo, then, then my, I don't have a relationship <laughs> any longer. It that. looks like Carson Wentz is gone, and apparently it's the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, that is that is the news that have locked on Colts podcast. Yeah, hey, hey, we're gonna talk um, about it because it, it was quote tweeted. Uh, I'm gonna times. have a rant on this. Okay, first of all, I put out like a joking tweet about like, oh, Deontay Johnson is gonna hate his life because I mean, if you ever watch Wentz, like the guy's mechanically inept, right? So like he can actually <laughs> sling it outside the numbers a little bit, but throwing those timing routes, like the short slants and drags and stuff over the middle, like he's hilarious. Like he just can't hit them to save his life. It is absolutely embarrassing. Uh, and I mean, that's what Deontay Johnson has been running. Right. So I, yes, people were like getting mad at me. Yes. Deontay Johnson is really good. He's going to be fine. No matter who is his quarterback. Yes. He can run different routes, whatever. It's just, I'm picturing Wentz throwing these seven yard drags and just airmailing it three yards behind his <laughs> ear constantly. Um, and then the funniest part to me, this is like, this actually triggered me. I had like oh. multiple people, including some smart people that I really respect saying that, this would be a great reason to buy Najee Harris because Jonathan Taylor was the RB one overall this year with Wentz. Like I saw that. Did what someone, up, Calvin? Multiple people. If you watch the Colts, like imagine watching the Colts this year and then being like, man, I don't know if this JT guy's any good, but like Wentz really contributes to the run game success. Yeah. Like, I, I can't imagine having that opinion. Like, first of all, Carson Wentz can't throw a check down or a screen like at all to the point they barely even try. Uh, and then it's not like he's exactly threatening defenses through the air. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was good because he's Jonathan Taylor. Not she's going to be fine regardless because sure he gets volume. But are you sure my it wasn't, word. Are you sure it wasn't just because of Wentz? Anthony, let's let's just play a game of what if. What if Carson Wentz finds his way to the Steel City? Uh, are are you panicking frantically about the wide receivers and, and even Patty Fryermuth, uh, the beloved tight end in Pittsburgh? I don't think I'm like frantically panicking. I think <laughs> Jacob's right. Like it, it's it's not going to be great for Deontay Johnson. It probably bumps Chase Claypool up a little bit for me. I think it, like. The Najee Harris thing is funny, and I, I don't know how Carson <laughs> Wentz really contributes to, to any of that there. Contributes negatively. Yeah. yeah. Najee Harris RB1? Is that what I'm getting right now? Honestly, I would rather the Pittsburgh Steelers acquire Jameis Winston. This is what I really Ooh, hope would happen yes. instead. Yeah, so they could be the new Tampa Bay Buck. Yeah. yeah. Man, Claypool just... would love life with Jameis yeah. Winston. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Billy, what are you thinking before before we get started here? Yeah, I feel like I'm like the hottest person on this. Like, I am totally fine with that. The The Steelers are one of the few teams in this in the league that are probably Super Bowl ready, provided they do some good stuff in the draft. The only thing that was really holding them back was they had a geriatric statue that somehow moved slower than a statue playing quarterback. Like the only person I think this is worse for is Najee Harris. Like, and the only reason I'm saying that is because we have a quarterback that can throw decently downfield a little bit. He's not the best. I would harbor to, I would venture to say that he's probably below average given the quarterbacks in the league. But I mean, Ben was Ben towards the end was not doing much other than just check downing to Najee and getting short routes to Deontay Johnson. Right. And I mean, it, he took him to the playoffs. That's good. Or almost yeah. to the playoffs, 
but um but like it, it's such a i i don't know it feels weird to say that this is such a downgrade to carson wentz i mean given who they could be getting in the offseason well, i think I, it's fine but like carson carson wentz is a serviceable quarterback I think a phenomenal team with a lot built around him, Carson Wentz could take them on deep playoff runs. But I think, I think that's what Jacob was hoping for. And then the Jaguars came like, in and went. Bow, 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 I'm, bow. I'm not. I'm not even a Wentz like hater. Like I, I think like Wentz is what he is at this point. Like there's, he's he's a unique brand of mediocre quarterback because he does some things like a lot better than most quarterbacks who are the same overall talent level as him. Like he's actually mobile and he can throw like with a lot of velocity, he can throw well outside the numbers. He's like actually pretty aggressive. And then like, there's just basic tenets of like throwing the ball that he just actually can't do like throw a timing pass. <laughs> it's like, or like throw a touch pass. Like he has like one gear, his car had like most cars have like park <laughs> reverse neutral. And his just has like stop and drive. And it's like, when's like only either like hands off or throws an absolute laser beam. <laughs> and like he just, and it's, it's so infuriating. But. I, I love it, man. It's going to be, it's going to be good fun. Uh, I hope he does because he has this thing where he likes to like gift the other team the ball uh, for no reason. And I would, a, I would love, pick. I would love that against Baltimore, uh, you know, <laughs> twice a year. Okay, look, I think that's enough news. We're not here for that. Uh, Billy, are you are you equipped with the stack corner today? I am not. Okay, that means oh, no stack no. corner for today. Oh, but that's no. okay. <laughs> that's okay. I, I oh, that Toronto Dave to- right here. Wentz to be holds- fair, I was barely equipped with the computer. So, okay. all right, we'll give him. Wentz holds the circle or yes. WE button on Madden for the power throws. That's he right. does. He holds it for sure. Only power uh, Jacob, what do we got first here on the docket? Yeah, man, we're going to start off. Uh, uh, we are going to start off with the Frito Corleone. Uh, look. Okay. Everybody that's seen good or everybody that's seen The Godfather, especially The Godfather uh, Part Two, we understand. You know, there's a mix when you get into the family. There's Vito, mm-hmm. who's got it all together. There's Michael, who's ready to take the next step, and then there's other guys. You know, they're the Frito. They might be the guy who looks like they might have it all together from the outside. Feels like he deserves it. Feels like he has it by right. But at the end of the day, he's just not up to snuff. And so who is a player right now that you see where the market, a lot of people are ready for him to step in, take the family by the horns, but you know, he's just going to end up disappointing you. Anthony, you're the guest here. Well, uh, I'll kick it to you first. Who's the free ho? Oh, man, that's a good one. <laughs> oh. I want to say like real quick, I want to pull up where this guy is kind of hovering, hovering right now. Just say he's hovering wherever you want him to hover. You know, just oh yeah, I forgot it's a benefit. bonus episode. There's no rules. <laughs> yeah, that's no right. Rules. Off the rails. You we just do whatever we want. Right. This, can, this is Fox News right now. You can make the narrative whatever you want it to be. <laughs> okay, fine. It's Terry McLaurin. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Hey, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I, I kind of, I, I was warming up to this last year where, I, like, Terry McLaurin. I don't have this year pulled up in front of me right now, but I remember last off season. When he was getting drafted like just outside like on the fringe wide receiver one he was getting drafted like the wide receiver like 13 14 for a while i was like i don't know like he gets this rap for being a young wide receiver when he's really not like he'll be 27 he was old coming in uh like he's he's good terry mclaurin that's why he's I mean, the perfect frito because everyone yes. thinks he's the younger brother but he's actually the older <laughs> brother that is perfect actually <laughs> but like <laughs> I, I should quantify this with saying like i think terry mclaurin is a good football player i just yeah. think he's like a you know a low-end wide receiver too and people will stand him higher than that and uh it's going to result in me having no terry mclaurin shares anymore probably i i think he's a fine player i think he is like a low-end wide receiver too for me and uh i, I think it's over i think uh the the days of the hype surrounding borderline wide receiver one i'm sorry terry it's not My, me familia you and you and i i am, I am the ftdp resident terry mccorn hater he was actually drafted uh 12.17 
last season on average, according to DLF. This year he's sitting at 17, where I think he belongs. I, I, I like that one. Billy, what do you got? All right. The, this one is weird because I don't even really believe. Oh, great. Dave is there already. Dave <laughs> is with me, and I appreciate it because the comment basically filled up my video. So, <laughs> all right. I, I don't need to build into this anymore then. It's Jalen Waddle. <laughs> so, a lot of people are really into the Mike McDaniels hire in Miami. And I agree. Mike with McDaniel. Mike, Mike McDaniel. The the plural one is in Oakland, Vegas. My God. Oh, we are not prepared. All right. Bonus episode. All right. We're we're going strong today. So it it's Jalen Waddle. And I I really think the basis around this is a lot of people are thinking he's going to take a huge leap in year two, which I don't really see as kind of beyond his ceiling. Like Jalen Waddle performed very good this his first year i mean in the games he was playing with tua he was averaging 67 yards per game 10 yards per reception and like it's it's a decent setup for him but if that offense isn't going to start using him down the field which it seems like a lot of what mcdaniels was saying or mcdaniel was saying was that yeah i got it uh a lot of what (laughs) daniel was saying was that they were prepping to use him in kind of the same role as Debo, which Debo had a pretty large ADOT this year, but also the past two years, he had a lot of cases where he was throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage and they just hoped he would get that. And Waddle, I think is a great player, but I think he needs a really large target share and a large uh, quantity of targets just to be able for him to blow up on what he already did this last year. Like, Waddle was already so good. I don't know how much of a step he's going to be able to take in an offense that I don't think is going to be much better than they were this year. So because of that, I think Waddle is a player who the rest of fantasy is really high on, but I would probably be drafting him as a middling wide receiver too right now, going into, like, redrafts and maybe a little bit higher in Dynasty. Yeah, man, I, I I can vibe with that. Look, uh, I was in the the recent the the previously discussed uh, bulletproof Discord asking the the peeps uh, of the Discord about whether or not I should draft Waddle at uh, three six, and everyone was just yes, do it, and I did, and I didn't feel good about it. So I agree. I went with the market value on that one. But it, it did feel gross to me. I was I'm still not totally happy about it. Uh, look, I'll I'll go next. Look, there's a player that I have loved for <sighs> since he was drafted. But I think he's finally hit a point where I'm never gonna roster him. It's Javante Williams. Uh, mm. Look, he's he's keep trade cuts uh, running back for his 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 draft. And I'm just saying it as of now because. This is why we don't know what's happening at quarterback and we don't know what's happening with Melvin Gordon at this stage of the season to be buying Javante Williams at RB four prices seems asinine to me. There's still, we have a new coach that, you know, a coach that didn't draft him. These are things that do impact teams moving forward. And we saw the talent and he was a great player, but I very much loved acquiring Javante Williams at that like RB 15, RB 14 type cost. I think at RB four, not so long. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he's hit that like RB three and four for a while now. And I've been Mm -hmm. looking to, to send him away for, you know, other players J.K. Dobbins or Antonio Gibson plus, and I think I'm going to keep doing it because I don't see top five in Javante Williams uh, right right now anyway in his season right now. If on this show breaking news happens and Billy starts crying because he's lost his beloved Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos. Yeah, that uh, one would hurt. That would hurt, right? <laughs> we saw 
we got to hear the emotional response of them drafting Jordan Love on this show. I don't want to be it. on the air when uh, when fan. Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, but I just a lot of stuff needs to happen for him to hit that value, and I'm out. I'm out. He's getting whacked to me for sure. I, I will. I will jump on this just because when there's a lot of uncertainty, I always like to turn to Vegas odds because that's where the smart people go to make money, and the oh, current Vegas here? odds have Fuck. the dent. The, <laughs> The, the current Vegas odds have the Denver Broncos as the number eight favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. That's so it insane. Seems, uh, it seems like a lot the, of so that's, around. That's basically just rostering Rodgers. Yeah, a, a, yeah lot of, a lot of smart people think Rodgers is heading to Denver this year. Right. And he is, and gonna, for I'm the gonna, record, he's at plus 100, here. which is just even money to end up being Denver's week one starting quarterback right now in Vegas. 100%. So, so Dave you can, you can put, bet even odds on that. Dave just oh, put. I'm not I, quite sure how I feel about Hollywood. No idea. Enlighten me. Well, I, like I think him. I think this is the. Uh, <laughs> I, like I think this is the uh, Discord uh, uh, statements coming. Check angry, angry Billy. What did you say? Angry Billy is entertaining as fuck. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you this, Dave. Um, yeah, I'll, in, a later, in a later segment, I'll talk about uh, Hollywood Brown for you. All right. Oh, you're, um, gonna, this, you're gonna beat me to it, you bastard. This this one. Um, look. You know, in The Godfather 2, Michael came in. He said, I've always taken care of you, Fredo. Uh, I've always loved this guy. He's been... he's Not been a bad the, accent. He's been... Not thank bad. you. He's He's been... Uh, he's been the header picture for multiple of my articles. Tom just oh. mentioned him. Um, I still love him, but I'm, I'm way out at his current cost. It's, uh, it's Antonio Gibson for me. He was just not that good of a running back uh, last year, quite frankly. He was... He had... Actually, he had the most yards blocked per expect uh, per carry um, of any running back in the NFL next year. And yet he was very middling in terms of his actual efficiency. He was not adding a lot on his carries. He wasn't getting pass work until J.D. McKissick became injured. And then Wendell Smallwood got injured and he was the only one left to go in and catch all the passes. And I think this year he's priced essentially still as he was last year, which was Everything is promise. Everything is happiness. Everything is upside. I mean, you go down to Tom's favorite website, Keep Trade Cut, and you know it's like players that are an even trade right now for Antonio Gibson, the 2022-102, Russell Wilson, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore. I, I think all of those have far more certainty than Gibson, who at this point, if we just look purely real-life NFL, he's a round three running back who's been mostly middling efficiency for two years. Like, I think he's not secure long enough in his role that I would want him over stud wide receivers like DJ Moore and Deontay Johnson and Stefan Diggs and guys like that. So I'm out uh, and I'm selling my, my Antonio Gibsons this year, especially now because I think that there's a very high chance that they do bring in either McKissick to the same role or someone else that's McKissick esque well, either in free agency or in the draft to come into that spot. Um, I think McKissick's still under contract. So I don't think it's he's a, a matter he's a of free agent, him in. but he's oh, a free okay. agent, but, but he wants he to resign and Rivera said they might like to resign him. We'll, we'll see. Well, I remember on this show last year, Antonio Gibson was one of my selections of players that I wanted to get out on. And I had been continuing that all the way through the dynasty happy hour with Tyler and chase and the start and sit show over that. Like, and I kind of got flamed for it because down the stretch, of course he performed, I traded Antonio Gibson for Dalvin Cook, uh, uh, Antonio Gibson in a third for Dalvin Cook, and I'm so happy about that because I think those two players with the ranges of outcomes, I st- I'm going to take Cook because he's done it, and I think he's a better talent. Well, I don't really care. And that's a great point here. because on Keep Trade Cut today, this is the crazy thing. If you did hold Gibson, it feels like you should have been punished for it, and you're not. He's still ahead of Dalvin Cook today in ADP. By one right? spot. So, so it's like if you want if you want to get out on Gibson or you're, if you didn't like what you saw last year from Gibson, like it's it's certainly not too late. You can basically get what you were getting last season, which is kind of crazy to me. What? I'm, I'm McK- not entirely McKissick sure. Mikasik is <laughs> K- Seek for Gibby Toronto. I don't know about this one. Your your brain is <laughs> so locked in on another level right now. Y'all didn't I, take AP Lit. I got I you, Dave. That was a good one. Okay. I think right. I think Dave is AP lit right now. <laughs> and that's and that's why we love him. All right, Jacob. What do you uh, yeah, got here we next? go. This one we're gonna work on a tag team. Okay. Everybody gets to nominate one player, and then I guess I'll talk about whoever you leave me. Um look, everybody, everybody here, we got Goodfellas down in the bottom left corner. We got Henry Hill. All right. Everybody that's seen this movie, this is my favorite movie of all time. 
All right. There's Henry. Henry Hill, of course, main character of the movie. That's our Ray Liotta. He's down at the bottom. He's the up-and-coming striver. He's got a good heart, but, you know, might be caught up in some of the wrong crowd. Deep deep down, you know, that's the guy you want to stick with, even if he's a little rough around the edges. Then you got Tommy. Joe Pesci. Tommy, right? Oh, you're calling me a funny guy? Like, he's a <laughs> total how. psychopath, right? Funny, funny how. how. Funny how. Oh, I amuse you. Anyhow, he's a total psychopath. He's the guy who's going to shoot Spider's freaking leg off just because he talks back to him. Look, fun dude to have around. Funny guy. You don't know what he's going to end up doing. Then you got Jimmy. Jimmy, cool, calm, collected, sociopath. But he's a guy that's reliable. <laughs> he's a guy who's going to make sure you don't come in wearing around your mink coat when the fuzz is on to you, okay? So Jimmy's your reliable. And then, of course, you got Polly. Polly. You know, he doesn't like divorce. He likes when you keep in touch with him. He makes a mean <laughs> marinara sauce. He chops up the garlic with the razor blade. That's the guy oh. who's head of the family. That's your your friendly father. You just don't make sure. Make sure he doesn't have to turn your back on you. So these four running backs, we talked about one of them already. Actually, two of them already. They go in, it seems like a totally fluid order in every draft. Javante yeah. Williams, Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, Christian McCaffrey. Pretty much consensus that that's two through five. What order? And, and so everybody here, we're going to work. Each person, you can, you can say, who's the Henry? Who's the Jimmy? Who's the Polly? Uh, and who's the Tommy? And who would you prefer out of these guys? Uh, and uh, uh, Anthony, I'll start with you. You can assign anyone you want. Oh, man. All right. So I'm telling <laughs> you. a lot to take in. Yeah. I, uh, I love it, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely bananas. But... His brain's working here. <laughs> All right. So, wait, you just want me to give you one? Yeah, give me one. Give me one. All right. Let me think here. I'm trying to decide if I want to go. Like, don't take, if you take mine, I'm going to be upset now. <laughs> oh, wait. Hey, easy. Oh, wait, you go yo, first wait. then, Tom. You can go yeah, first. Tom, oh, you wait, go first. Oh, go wait, ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I'll defer to you, Tom. First. Yeah. All right. Look, uh, look, Tommy. Right, Tommy is. It speaks. Tommy's to me doing the Tommy psychopath. Yeah, and and for me, it's Christian McCaffrey, uh, because <laughs> you take him sure. high, you count on him. He brings you joy, right? He's entertaining as fuck, but you just don't know when he's gonna go off the rails and miss the rest of the season. It could be for any reason. He gets locked up in the joint because he tweaks his knee a little bit, and his team decides to sit him. They're going to keep telling you he's coming back and the charges just keep mounting up, but you keep needing him. You don't want to turn your back on him because the person that drafts him, well, he's coming for you. And it just so happens that Christian McCaffrey is going to come and put up 29 points on you just because you turned your back. He's giving the old right there, Fred, how you doing? <laughs> so to me, a player that embodies Tommy the most as that lovable psychopath, well, that's Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Who's All up? Right. Anthony, you ready uh, to go? All right. Yeah, I'll go. I guess I, I'm going back and forth between who I want this guy to be. But DeAndre <laughs> Swift, I'll say, is is my Henry. because yeah, my Henry, too. Yeah. DeAndre Swift is the Henry. DeAndre Swift is the second – is the RB2 in Dynasty. And I am riding him to the moon. He's up and coming. He's got his flaws. Everybody's got their flaws. Interesting. But DeAndre Swift is the guy I feel best about pulling to be the young gun that's going to outpace the Javante Williams of the world, some of these other guys. Swift I feel the best about uh, just with his, uh, you know, what he's got in the passing game, what he can do in the running game just from an explosive ability that I think is different than some of the other guys on that list. I'm going to, even though he might have some roughness around his edges, he's my guy that uh, I feel best about in the future. Is the rough around the edges just basically just Jared Goff? Like, yeah, it's just that... laying in Detroit. It's just Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rough around the edges is Detroit. No offense, Detroit. But... <laughs> yeah, like uh, some just gonna... I think they know. I feel like if you <laughs> said that to most fans, they'd be like, yeah, yeah we got okay. it. <laughs> they all cheered like for LA because they're like, we sucked and ruined Stafford. <laughs> That, like, I they, think they know. <laughs> Stafford true. winning the Super Bowl with the Rams is literally the closest the Rams have ever gotten to a championship. The in in, or, yeah, that the Lions have ever gotten Ooh. to a championship. Um, I'm going to swoop in here, and then I'm going to pitch to Billy to talk about who his favorite is, because I have a whole bit lined up. Look, everybody <laughs> that's seen this, this movie, right? My, again, my favorite movie ever. You know the scene where Karen uh, 
She's going down to get the dresses with laughing. Jimmy. After Henry's in jail, and Jimmy is saying, oh, you know, just a little father. Just a little farther. Just a little farther to go get the dresses. Just a little farther. Go get a little, a little bit farther. farther. And, you know, to me... To me, that's Najee Harris. It's like he gets three yards, and you're like, no, come a little bit farther. And then he like kind of like takes one step, and it's like, oh, that's four yards. Go a little bit farther. Hey, go a little and farther. Then we get the five yards. And the whole scene takes about five minutes until you realize he had eight yards. <laughs> and, and to me, that's that's the Najee Harris running style. You know, he's he's very he's very slow, but he's very calm. He's reliable. Oh. Uh, you know, and he's gonna get a lot of touches, and that's 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 what he is to me. Is uh, is, is he's the he's Jimmy the Gent. You know, you you know what you're gonna get, uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a slow developing experience. <laughs> Najee just, Harris, just, look just, how if you're Johnny Najee Rose Beef. You just want to stay away from him, okay? If you're Johnny <laughs> Rose Beef, don't go anywhere near Najee Harris. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was uh, I was gonna take Najee as my poly. <laughs> But oh, yeah. that was so much funnier than any yeah, joke. Yeah, the bit was, was incredible. <laughs> so, an, an incredible job. I, I guess I'll take Javante as Polly and spin it. So here we go. So <laughs> I I completely I'm also fine with having Jimmy as Polly. Like or Jimmy Javante. Oh my god, I cannot talk. Oh this episode. Javante Williams is Polly. He's got a firm cap of one show a week. I'm, I'm breaking down. This is why the week in the review was always a jumbled up mess because I was always out of shows. So, all right, Javante is Polly. So, and I, I, I think this, this is show. actually a pretty okay comparison. I think depending on how you view Javante's rookie season, you could be pretty pretty high on him. I mean. Limited snaps. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you, Dave. Uh, limited <laughs> snaps, sharing a lot with Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon had a pretty serviceable year as a running back in fantasy. And now it's all coming down to what do you think Javante Williams is? I think a lot of people are willing to say, and we see this bearing itself out on Keep Trade Cut and a lot of startups right now. A lot of people are willing to say Javante Williams is a top five running back today regardless of what happens in Denver, regardless of what they do, a lot of people are very comfortable saying that. And I think that's fine. But I also think Javante Williams is standing on a cliff. And I think one of the fastest things he can do to immediately turn your his back on you through no fault of his own <laughs> is just Denver being Denver. Like they go out, they decide we're all in. We're, we're going to try and win this year. Shit. Green Bay got Rodgers. All right, well, let's – oh, Deshaun is Deshaun. Russ is staying in Seattle. All right, I guess we could bring in Carson or Jimmy G. And you know what? We're going to go all in and try and win this year, but we need more talent to supplement what we did at quarterback. And oh, we man. have more money. We're going to keep Melvin Gordon here. And it just seems like a really hmm. strong situation for a potential point where Javante is just lower than he was this year for the next year, maybe the next two years. I think that's what you're looking at. You have a player who potentially could lose two years of his career just because mm -hmm. Denver is trying to do what L.A. did and yeah. cash in all their chips to win a Super Bowl in the next two years. I you thought for I a second Javante is uh, – You know why yeah. I think Javante is Pauly is because Henry comes in, he's having issues with Karen. He says, Pauly, you got to help me out. Uh, Karen won't even talk to me. He says, look, you're not going to get divorced. She might kill you. She's not going to divorce you. <laughs> and, and to me, that's that's Melvin Gordon. He might kill him, but he's not going to divorce him. <laughs> no, it's – and Jacob, I'll, I'll, after this, I'll defer off to you for you to do the jokes for the rest of the characters that you already have set up. I may have seen this movie 14 times. <laughs> yeah, but, like, that, that really is just Javante. It seems like he has the widest possibility of outcomes. He could legitimately – be pushing for double-digit touchdowns, multiple 1,200 rushing yards, like really good stats. Or he could be just swimming in mediocrity. He finishes with oh, six boy. rushing touchdowns. Swimming with the fishies. 800 <laughs> rushing yards. And he's doing another Goodfellas reference that I wasn't prepared for. That like, was not even for Goodfellas. <laughs> like it, That's just a staple of the culture, I, Billy. We're doing I Goodfellas here. This is doing. the bit. <laughs> the bit is good, fellas. 
Anyway, <sighs> that's why I think Javante Williams is Paulie. And there we go. I'll defer off to the Goodfellas expert. <laughs> uh, okay, this is this is uh, this is my last one, and then Tom's got two for us quick here. All right. Okay, this one this one's called Macaulay's Code. I don't know if anyone's watched Heat. This one's maybe a little bit down oh, people's love, list. That's a crime movies. All right. Movie. Okay, there we go. Right, and Neil Macaulay has one rule. It says never have anything in your life that you're too afraid to dump in 30 seconds or less. I, I, I did last time, Dave. If you came yeah. from Hop Ties Part 1, one of our categories was the Lufthansa heist. So, so there you go. Dave um, does not miss. No. Dave does, not miss. Dave does not miss. He's a sniper for sure. All right. The Macaulay's Code, he says, Never have anything in your life that you're too afraid to drop in 30 seconds or less when there's heat around the corner. So who is your favorite cheap dynasty buy that even if everything goes to zero, he dies, he gets injured, he retires to play video games. All of a sudden, <laughs> you're okay because you can drop in 30 seconds or less if there's heat around the corner. You're just happy with what you got. Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, Billy, let's start with you. All right. I, I was hoping we were starting with someone else so I could pull up stats, but that's fine. I'm going to wing it, baby. <laughs> Everyone's Bonus in the same episode. boat. Yeah. Everyone's Bonus sitting here in the, in the four square here going like, please don't pick me first. I want to hear someone else. <laughs> I'm trying to I feel like I'm back in my seminar today. <laughs> we get the discussion questions. <laughs> no, nah, this one, this one, I thought I just wanted to pull up stats to back it up. But legitimately, I think one of the best picks for this is Robbie Anderson. And yep, yep, Tom, do it, do it. I know, having a I know. violent reaction. I know, I know. I get it all out. Look, he's not DJ Moore. That's his biggest offense. No, like Robbie Anderson was one of the more hyped up players going into last season. And he had probably the second most dis- disappointed wide receiver season behind Allen Robinson, my love. So I, I think the really big question is, is Robbie Anderson really that bad? Yes. Because I don't think he is. <laughs> I, I don't think he is. Because Tom, Tom thinks it's completely apt to continue to use the argument that DJ Moore doesn't have a quarterback. But when it comes down to Robbie, it's a different thing. <laughs> One but, was an elite prospect that shown out and had more thousand yard season than Robbie has, even though Robbie's been in the league longer. And the other guy is a what undrafted or seventh round pick fucking scrub. Tom, <laughs> I thought it was my time to talk. Nope, not when you bring up Robbie I, Anderson. I wish I still had access on this computer so I had mod privileges so I could kick you. But besides the point, look, all, all this comes down to say, I don't think Robbie Anderson is as bad as he was last year. And legitimately, I think you can get him for nothing, like a mid-third maybe gets him like oh i'm, I'm with you buddy i'm drafted all the robbie anderson like right he now. he is the cheapest the player in dynasty stuff. for someone who could finish with a thousand yard season like that it feels like dirt cheap for someone with semi good upside so i'm gonna take robbie here and we're gonna know exactly what he is <laughs> the first week because carolina is <laughs> gonna bring someone in i doubt they're starting off with sam Darn. There's a lot of talk of Jimmy G landing there. And right away, we're going to see he has a better quarterback and he can't do anything. So that's why I'm taking Robbie here. Billy, you come into my house (laughs) on the day of our show and you bring up Robbie Anderson. And essentially, you're asking me to do a murder for money. And you expect me not to step in. All right. So Robbie Anderson's gross. Andy, who you got? I got another guy that feels gross to acquire, but it's so cheap that like I'll put up with the grossness. It's DJ Chark because nobody wants DJ Chark. He's a gross, gross throw in that it feels like nobody cares about anymore, but he's still got a thousand yard. Billy, resume stop trying to get in here and kick me. I see what you're doing. <laughs> thousand yard season on the resume. Uh, you know, I'll only be 26. There's still a chance <laughs> something decent happens. I'm just willing to for the like throw in asking price <laughs> for the throw in asking price. Uh, give it a whirl and see if he can kind of recapture some of that thousand yard form, whether it's with the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence or uh, somebody else that could find him on the free agent market. Where's where's the spot? Where's the spot for you that that, that warms your heart for Chark? Yeah. 
Yeah, and you're not allowed to say Casey. Yeah, yeah. no, Casey. Like they don't but, need okay, another guy like that. Casey is outlawed as a landing spot for. Like, <laughs> stop! I feel like every player we're doing this with with free agency, like, oh, if he wins in Kansas City, yeah, yeah. Juju's yeah about there. everybody. Oh God. Um, Juju, they're signing Juju, Gallup, Will Fuller, yeah. DJ Chark, Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson. <laughs> it's remarkable. Yeah. They have a cap room for all this. It would really, like, I also hate to, like, pencil wide receivers in for the Packers because, like, it just feels like that never happens. Oh, it's but, the same thing. Yeah. You think I he's would a good really... fit with Jordan Love? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy. I'm I don't sorry. think Rodgers leaves at this point. I don't. Like, maybe I'm, I maybe I'm naive, myself. but. I uh I'm I've swum back on the I think Rogers is staying in Green Bay thing. So across from somebody legitimate like that, or like I don't think this will happen, but with the Chargers would be very interesting as well, depending I like on what that. happens I like that. with I uh, love that. Like yeah, Mike Williams, Williams moves on. Yeah. Love yeah, I would be interested with that. Chark Chark is such a Mike Williams too. Like yeah, just like twenty percent target share, go run down the field, throw your yep. body up in the air, <laughs> a lot of prayer yeah. yards. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Look and 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 the cute hurts, you know, coming over there from Twitch asking if Jimmy G is a better QB than yes. Donald. I think we yes. have an entire body of work statistically that backs up that. Yes. And what about Curtis Samuel? Now, what about him? Forget it's about him. Thing. Sure. It's Whatever. over. He He's had cheap. his time. It's over. Um, look, Tom, Tom, every, single, every single receiver. Every single receiver that's ever come into contact with DJ Moore's depth chart, Tom just hates with a burning passion. <laughs> it's personal. Get him out of there. <laughs> hey, look, Terrace Marshall did it to himself last year. So I don't even go away. Get out of here. Ian uh, Thomas. Uh, for, he, yeah. Oh, remember when he was supposed to be a thing? You're not in on uh, Tommy Tremble? Oh, God. No. Um, look, I can barely drink. A play- uh if i were to pick a player that i would have no problem dropping at any time it's travis Etienne. okay i i like Etienne. he's a good player i'm buying into him but if things go south quick i will get rid of him so fast if he comes out and he is just horrifically slow he's totally limited he doesn't get snaps all through the offseason program then you hit preseason and then you get to week one and week two, and it just isn't looking like it's going to hit. He had an entire year where he was hurt, right? Now he's had an entire off season and then into week one and two, there will be someone in your league willing to take that on at a decent cost. And if you drafted him right in the first round of rookie drafts and you're just hoping, or if you drafted him, let's say like I did at in the seventh round, mid seventh round, like I did today, and you're holding on, and you're holding on, and if out the gate he looks like a crumbled bum, you have a chance <laughs> to get out now. He's a bum. And if that happens, you got to ship him out, put him in a box, and send him over the border because <laughs> it's over. It's over. So I, I like him. I like him at his current value. He's not that, he's not that hard to acquire. Uh, you can get him at a reasonable price in drafts. Get him and fucking jump ship uh, if that goes south real early this season. I I went on the other end of Tom. I went like way 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 cheap, uh, solely because I was searching for bid equity everywhere that I could. <laughs> um, and look, I mean, what's if you're gonna have to move? If you're gonna have to drop everything and avoid the police that are out there hunting for you, avoid Vincent Hanna. What's one of the best ways to do that? One of the best ways to do that is to change names. Um, and this guy, formerly known as Deontay Harris, is now going as Deontay Hardy. Oh, boy. Uh, and this deep. player, I got like, I'm once again doubling down on rando Saints wide receivers that aren't Traquan Smith. <laughs> Tell me, I understand. But I guess I have a type. Deontay Hardy continues to pop in like all the work that I'm doing. He was top 10 in the NFL last year in yards per route run. He had a PFF grade of 87. And my buddy Dynasty IM Ian out on Twitter, who does these awesome comps through rookie years, year one, year two. Deontay Hardy's closest year two comps based on his NFL production, his efficiency, his PFF grades, his college profile right now. It's Golden Tate 
Doug Baldwin, Denario Alexander. All three oh. had a top 24 season. And Doug Baldwin, of course, tons, you know, multi-top 12 hit. Golden Tate, big multiple top 24 hit. So if there's a guy that you can get for like literally a fourth round pick uh, in some of your leagues and pick up that might actually be kind of good and that certainly you can drop at a moment's notice, my deep dive deep sleeper right now is Deontay Hardy. Oh, man. I love this for Dave. Tony Crenti's <laughs> mob name would be Pretty Boy Tony. Hey, I actually oh, don't mind one. that one. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like I that like one. It. Tommy Tremble jet sweeps uh, on the one for the win. Uh, the cops are scared to come to my neighborhood. Oh, my God. Uh, and, again, Q Hurts all the way from uh, Twitch. No, I, I've uh, already I'm, dropped I'm Judy. Judy I, I drop him even when the police aren't around. Uh, Jerry Judy's not even worth acquiring, right? You can, according to keep Anthony, trade cut, do you like Judy? I love Judy. I will stand oh, Judy. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. I, I'm with you. Where's Matt? So much? I don't, like, I don't, I don't hate anyone. I, I hate ADPs, not players. And I just don't understand yeah. how Judy has like not produced for two seasons and yet is still valued in the top 24. It's just, it's boggles my mind. Like I, Brown, I actually, I thought that Jerry 31. Judy would be a buy. Like I actually did. I, I thought going into this year, he didn't do anything his first two years. He has some excuses. He was still a good prospect, whatever. I was hoping to be buying low on him. And then every time you look at his price, it's like still, Sky high, so I don't know. I don't. But care. they're gonna get Aaron Rodgers. Maybe, maybe they will. Maybe they will. Maybe, maybe Judy will be traded for Rodgers, and he'll go catch passes from Jordan Love. I was listening <laughs> to something interesting earlier today, where it was like maybe he's a guy that, like, even if it's not directly involved with a like in a move for Rodgers, is he a guy that gets moved to like recoup some Good. capital to try and send for Rodgers? Well, it, craziest thing is not just Judy. Apparently, Lamb's talking about getting traded now too, which we didn't hit. But he was saying like, oh, I'd love to go play with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Yeah, a lot of fucking people would. All right, relax, buddy. Chill. Uh, I, don't I don't even know how CD valid Lamb that report was, traded. but uh, still, I thought I had to mention it here. All, All right, right, Tom, look, we're getting close to the end here. You got two more. You got two more for us, right? These are going to be good. Look, All right. uh, we have, you know, the mob likes to think that they're sneaky. And one thing you always got to watch out for is how close you have everybody in your circle. Because you never know when the double cross is coming. And we, ridiculous. We, we are <laughs> we are found from, from, you know, taking your shot at the higher ups. And one of our favorite ways of doing that is the all- Italian and shake. Uh, so which player do you feel is most likely to bring you in real close and then stab you with that ice pick right in the back? Uh, I want to go Anthony. What you got? I'm so, I'm so nervous to fire off like another, you know, Austin Eckler is going to stink take, but it's a little bit for me. It's a little bit Debo Samuel. It's oh. a little bit that guy. And I love Debo Samuel. But I feel like I'm uncomfortable with just the range of swings, like over the last two seasons or season and a half, whatever. Like, I love the player that he is. And I think, like, the oh, Dubo needs to stay healthy is kind of a straw man argument. Like, I don't really totally buy into that. But I just wonder, like, this year was outlier good. And the price for Debo now is so high for a guy. It was going in like the ninth, tenth round in startups this time last year. Like everybody was on Ayuk, and Debo could never stay healthy and would never be a big thing. And I like him a lot. I have him inside my top ten dynasty wide receivers. But I just feel like in that high end group of wide receivers, he's one guy that I feel like, oh, this this could go wrong in a pretty spectacularly ugly fashion if I pay current price, whether on the trade market or in startups. Yeah, that's that's legit. Look, I was anti Debo as well, and then he came and punched me in the face already. So I'm not gonna. That feels like I'm going in there at the boxing ring with Mike Tyson, and someone's <laughs> asking me if there's gonna be a rematch. There ain't gonna be no freaking rematch. <laughs> Billy, who you got? All right, I'm taking someone from that exact same draft class and the same position. I'm gonna take DK Metcalf. I think there is a really, really strong possibility that Russ is moved this off season. I, I think it just see, it seems like it makes sense. The Seahawks 
don't have enough draft capital over the next two years to fix what's necessary with that roster for them to be con- to continue being a playoff team. I think they need to go full rebuild because by the time they have a team that's ready to compete around Russ again, he's going to be in his late thirties. Like he's going to be starting to push on to that next contract and that's not going to be good for the Seahawks. I think it makes a lot of sense for them to start a rebuild. They have the oldest coach in the league and <laughs> like, it, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think the biggest person that's going to lose value from that is DK Metcalf. Like Lockett, Lockett's a good player. Like I'm, I'm fine giving Lockett some love. I know I've made a brand out of hating on him. That's fine. Love you, Tyler like, Lockett. Your lone <laughs> defender on this podcast Not network. True. I literally just drafted him as we were on air. So what I is with Tyler speaking when life? I am speaking? <laughs> God fucking damn it. Okay, Karen. I just want to talk. Oh my God. Bonus episode. Bonus goddamn episode. <laughs> All right. So, fuck my point. Fuck DK Metcalf. Fuck the Seahawks. Rust to Rust to the CFL. He's going to play with the goddamn Michigan Panthers. USFL. He's playing for Jeff Fisher. They're going seven and seven in a ten team league. I don't fucking care. Tom, your turn. They only played ten games. Tom, your turn. I can't. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, well, I got you. Hold on. Billy oh just went God. full kindergarten teacher. <laughs> I just went the full, uh, like the high school like, teacher who's class. been bullied by his piece Do of shit students. While I'm speaking. <laughs> Look, I, had a, I had a band teacher, Billy, back in grade uh, six, and we were like the worst class. Uh, and her name was Miss Clyde. And it was like, I remember one day we were all playing and there was like a guy who was literally just screaming at the top of his lungs for no apparent reason. And other people were like, banging on the drums and other people just weren't even talking we're just doing whatever and she she just started bursting into tears in front of the class and she was just like do you hate me or do you just not have any control i just want you to play let's go band that is such a real response i feel awful for that teacher shout out shout out huge shout out one year shout out look uh, if I were going to pick a player, look, I was going to do Deshaun Watson for the jokes, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to do that. There's low-hanging fruit. Um, but for me, I'm concerned about Elijah Moore uh, being let into my circle, bringing him nice and close, getting him on all of my rosters, and him stabbing me in the back because his best games were with Mike White and uh, the Italian stallion uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, the future Hall of Famer, MVP, God uh, himself, Mr. 45,000. I actually don't know how many passing yards he has. I'm pretty sure he's up over 40. Don't vet that. Don't check the stats. Just believe it when I tell you how you're doing. But Elijah Moore is a player who is touted as like an AB level talent. Uh, We've seen him get open. Most of his big plays were because no one decided to cover him. Uh, And he he got lost uh, in the shuffle. And unlike Rondell Moore, he produced uh, for stretches that actually helped. Actually helped drive by baby. Uh, actually helped uh, put him in a body bag. Your your team, and then he got hurt, and now you're left to, to kind of pick pick and choose the stats that help your cause and back your priors on Elijah Moore. And I think that can get real scary when you bring him in. Corey Davis is going to come back. Who knows? The Braxton Berrios is apparently getting re-signed. They don't know. I don't know what they're doing with Crowder. Like this could be, you know, a dogfight for for targets. And though Elijah Moore was great, you know, he did a lot of his work when some of the other guys were out and with backups. So I'm interested to see what happens with Zach Wilson. I like him, but I'm worried about giving him a little bit too much confidence because he might take a shot at the big dog. My my guy, you know, think about a lot of these movies. One guy's at the top, right? And everybody's kind of under him. And everybody gets nice and safe. They get fat and happy. All of a sudden, someone makes a play up at the top. New guard comes in. 
and things get a little bit destabilized. Things aren't as warm and friendly as they used to be. And you better be walking on eggshells because you never know when you're about to get whacked. Life has been very, very good down in Tampa Bay for the last three years. I oh, put out no. this tweet last week. They had averaged 1.98 more pass attempts over the last three years than any other team in the NFL. They had over they had 791 more pass yards than any other team in the NFL. And so one, one of a guy that I really love rooting for, love the player. Um, but Chris Godwin to me is a guy who his keep trade cut right now is up at wide receiver 13. He's going ahead of Deontay Johnson, ahead of Stefan Diggs. He's coming off a torn ACL, and we don't know where he's gonna play. He's either gonna play not in Tampa or he's gonna play in Tampa, but not with Brady and not with Jameis. To me, he's always really outperformed his usage. And that's one thing when you're outperforming your usage with Tom Brady and they're throwing a ton and they're throwing well and they're targeting you. But if he has to live like the Blaine Gabbert life or if he has to go to like Indy and play with Sam Ellinger or whatever else happens, all of a sudden he might not get along as well with the new boss as he did with the old boss. And you never know when you're going to end up facing problems if you're running with his gang. Yeah, he Chris Goblin's a guy I've I've acquired a couple of times this year, and I haven't felt super comfortable about it. It does seem a little bit uh, sketchy. Uh, bring up bring up the twenty percent target share. Well, he had a twenty percent target share. Good, <laughs> Good job, Jacob. Well, well done, well done, Dave. Uh, look, one more before we get out of here. I really wanted to get this in. Every year, it feels like we all have a guy at this stage of the offseason that we think is ready to take on more responsibility in the Familia. And this year, I want to know which one of the scrubs is is moving into the to the captain role. Who's going to be a capo? Who's ready to go? Uh, it's a very important role, right? They got to become a top earner. They got to bring it in. You need your cut. Who is it that you're trusting? Uh, moving him up into that that captain role in your family. Uh, I'm going to start with Jacob. Look, I just tossed out a thread on him a couple of weeks ago. One of my favorite dynasty buys, a guy who had been sitting behind, learning from his superior for several years down in Philadelphia. And then finally, you know, they shipped him out of town. They shipped out. Uh, the guy ahead of him, he got a chance to step up and he crushed it. Uh, he went up, he was earning over 26% targets on his routes, over a 24% target share. He was PFF's mm. number one graded tight end. He was in the top 10 among all pass catchers in yards per route run, number one among tight ends. And this is a guy now where you plot him out, you look at the guy he's going near, like Hawkinson and Fant and Knox, what a Jamoke Knox is, and Schultz, Total all these guys. You know, he's sitting around and then you go and plot him up against Andrews and Kittle and Kelsey and Waller. He looks way more at home with those other guys. And you can check out my thread on him recently. But Dallas Goddard, congratulations. You've toiled long enough in an inferior role. Now the tight end one position is fully yours. I'm making you a made man, my dude. Oh, he's reached the next level, Anthony. You do you know what? Goddard's Goddard parallels Mark Andrews pretty well there. Anthony, I want to talk about the guy that he doesn't get thought of like the made man on his own team, but he's going to chip into it a little bit more as years go on. He's a guy that was a little bit disrespected before he came into the league, went later than he should have in the NFL draft. He's got a star on the other side of him. But T. Higgins is a made man. Like T. Higgins oh, needs his flowers. Give the I man know. the credit he deserves. All he's done is kind of ball out since he's come in the league. He's a fantastic fit for what Cincinnati does there. Jamar Chase is unquestionably great. He's a, a fantastic player, a star-level player, but T. Higgins is absolutely a fan, a bona fide wide receiver one in fantasy. Um, and I feel real comfortable with him as the top guy on my team. He's All he's done is produce. He's went over 1,000 yards this year. The arrow is way up on Burrow. Cincinnati is kind of a situation at this point where I, I truthfully just want as much of that passing offense as I can get. Uh, Burrow included, Chase included, even though he's unattainable. Tiggins is the guy that you can pay a price that measures up to what he's going to give you, and I think the arrow can still point up on that. So congratulations, T. Higgins. You're a made man. <laughs> God, I love this show so much. <laughs> Billy, who you got? 
All right. I definitely had a fundamentally different idea of what this segment was. You got to watch more mob movies. So, no, I I understood the segment. I just picked a much lower value guy than what That's was taken fine. here. So I also picked a tight end. Um, bonus Dawson points Knox. if anyone can tell me what college this guy went to. Oh, uh, I, this is my this is my purpose in life. Come on, let's <laughs> go. This player got traded midseason. Was a top three Dan tight Arnold. end over multiple stretches of the season. Oh, I don't know where the frick down. Is still younger oh. than twenty seven, and is just That's moving true. into the tight end apex. It's Dan fucking Arnold. <laughs> At least I got look the tight end. Da- Dan Arnold, when so he got traded midseason. He went to he, some college in D two with a hyphen. He went to <laughs> university. He went to University of Wisconsin Platteville, which, <laughs> yep, who doesn't Wisconsin. scout those games? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Dan Arnold is. Um, it's amazing how physically similar he is to a lot of other really impressive prospects in the league. Dallas Goddard was someone who just got mentioned. Dan Arnold measures almost exactly out to him in terms of physical capabilities. He's just 10 pounds lighter. That also measures out to another player very similar to that in Gerald Everett, who also got a lot of love last season. And for some reason, it's like we all just forgot Dan Arnold exists. He's still younger than 27. He still has all that athletic ability and he just went into an offense that seemed very prepared to use him and a team that needs more than anything to spend money on the rest of their team than on the tight end position that's serviceable. Dan Arnold, I legitimately think, has a phenomenal chance to finish as a tight end one next year, just based off of receptions alone. And he was pacing as that through the time that he was in Jacksonville he just wasn't catching touchdowns, which, you know what? DJ Chark isn't there. Good chance Marvin Jones isn't there. LaVisca's sitting there. You know what? There is a lot of stuff going around that's all going to fall on Dan Arnold. I think that's very exciting. I'm drafting him in the 82nd round of just about <laughs> any startup I'm doing. Hey, Dan Arnold being traded directly correlates to the downfall of Sam Darnold. So think of that what you will. And uh, take it to the bank uh, for whatever it's worth. Look, being made a captain ain't no small deal. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot. You got to have a lot of trust. And like Christopher Moltisanti, uh, he went through a, a, you know, long, tumultuous road to becoming a made man in the Soprano Crime Syndicate. And the player that I'm picking has, he's had it rough. He's been beat up. He's been talked down to. He's been emotional and erratic. And he's on the the bird app on Twitter, just throwing it out to the world. And it ends now. Marquise Hollywood Brown levels up and finally takes his rightful place in he the He levels family. up because he's playing video games for a living. I'll, yeah. I was going to say, I can't <laughs> wait to see how good the Twitch life gets. Bad word. I'm glad somebody... Actually, when, when I scouted Hollywood Brown, I always said he is a high Twitch athlete. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Look. yes. Look, this is a guy that maintained a 26% plus target share. He had 145 targets. He hit 1,000 yards for the first time. He was playing with Josh frickin' Johnson and Tyler Huntley. Uh, he just he had a career low in touchdowns. But the guy, he lines up in the slot. He lines up outside. He scores from outside the 40. Four of his six touchdowns were, I believe, 40-plus yards or more. This is the type of guy that you want on your team. And the fact that he is sitting on my new favorite site, Keep Trade Cuts, wide receiver 31. He's being drafted in the seventh round or later in startups is fucking asinine. He's ready for the next level. It's going to happen, right? And I think that the the Ravens passing attack probably settles a little bit in the middle between 13th and like 29th over the, the, the two years prior. It's probably sitting right in the middle. I mean, the touchdowns have got to come. I'm just, I'm ready, and the slander's got to stop. He's a made man now, and you can't touch him because that's how it works. 
in the family. Guys, we made it. We did it. Mob Ties Part 2, right? There's going to be no behind the scenes, no special features, just what you see here. This was all love. And look, I just need a final thoughts from everybody here as we ride out. And of course, I want to finish. Uh, I want to start with uh, our man of this hour. Uh, the man gracious enough to spend time away from his family in the middle of his writing season, you know, right after work. Uh, and he's still coming here looking A plus top tier. It's Anthony Carenti. Uh, final thoughts from you, my friend. I just, uh, I'm a big fan of tradition. I'm glad we made this a tradition <laughs> from my family to yours. No, but uh, I appreciate I you guys you, having man. me on. Yeah, it's a, it's a great time. I'm glad we could do this all over again. I was nervous. I was, you know, running a little late at work, so I had to run home, kiss the kids and the wife good bet, uh, good night, and uh, hop on here and chop it up with you folks. So I appreciate you having me, and we'll do it again next year. Maybe we could plan like far enough ahead, and we'll wear like you know suit like fancy mob wear like suits. Oh my! Can we oh, get? Yeah. We all need fedoras next year. <laughs> we all bring nice hats. All everybody yeah. brings a good hat. Fedoras and a clean shave. Worked. <laughs> on a computer that works. I love it. And um, we won't Billy. talk while Billy's talking. Yeah. <laughs> look, no promises. He's going to put uh, it on us, I swear. I, uh, Billy. Look, I just want to use this time to apologize for losing my cool. Sometimes oh. I get angry. <laughs> I don't mean it. I appreciate you all. Uh, Y'all have a good night. Yeah, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on it. <laughs> Jacob. Never rat on your friends. Always keep your mouth shut. <laughs> no, I love that. I love it. I love it. Look, right now is a great time to go out there and experience some startups. It's a great time to make some deals. So you know what you have to do? Whenever you make a deal, you got to make them an offer that they can refuse. Anthony, nice. uh, say hello to your mother for me, right? Brush your hair. Take care, right? Clear eyes, full hearts can never lose. And remember that your best nights, well, they're spent tilting. Good night, everybody. Take care. somebody instead of a bum